1: God the Father looks at your heart and says, that one's mine, sends his spirit to live inside you and your body becomes his temple. He does not change his mind about that and move back out six weeks, six years later. No, he either moves in and gives you life or he says, no. And if he moves in and gives you life, everything changes.
0: God will never change his mind about you. As you listen to today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches you that once you've received Christ as your personal Lord and Saviour, you are sealed. You are God's child forever. He's not going to ever change that or decide to reject you. You are His for all eternity. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you, our web address, podcasts, subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 20 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio.
1: When he gave his life as a ransom, we were bought back. Death was defeated. It's finished. But do you understand he continued the mission? After the resurrection, Acts chapter 1, Luke wrote this. He said, the former account that I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he'd chosen and to whom he'd also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs being seen by them during 40 days, speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you've heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they'd come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? See, they're still confused about it. After the resurrection, are you going to do it now? And he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You see, the mission continues. And when he spoke in these things, while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel who also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. What was he saying? The mission continues. Even the angels after the ascension, they're standing there amazed at what they're seeing. Jesus physically ascending into heaven and they're all standing there. But see, part of the reason they're standing there staring is they're like, what now? And the answer to that question is the mission continues. And the angels basically said, what are you doing? Just standing there looking up into heaven. He's coming back. But between now... And then the mission continues. The mission continues. The Bible says you and I are supposed to be out there in the power of the Holy Spirit as his witnesses. In other words, we're supposed to be testifying to the world around us about Jesus. And as we prepare to enter this Christmas season, we need to remember that Christmas, it's definitely about the promise that was kept, right? God put skin on and he he came just like he promised. But it's also about the promise anticipated. He's coming back and that needs to be the focus. Do you have any sense of purpose, mission, urgency? Because it could happen any day now. And as we celebrate his coming, We need to be anticipating his return. That has to be something. Listen to me, because you're going to hear me talk about this between now and Christmas. This has to be a focus. As we celebrate and give thanks for the baby in the manger, it must be a reminder. The way maker, see, that's about more than just you getting your stuff dealt with. The promise keeper, you see... He didn't just promise James and John that they were going to drink the cup and be baptized with the baptism. He promised that to all of us. All who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, he said. It's not not a maybe, not some. He said all. And you know what? Please hear my heart with this. See the promises that many times you and I are afraid claim for ourselves like that one? Those are the actual blessings. Those are the actual blessings. There are an awful lot of people who they're getting recognition right now. They're viewed as teachers and preachers, as spiritual leaders or business leaders. You know, they're wealthy. They've got all the fun toys. The book of Proverbs says don't envy those people because it doesn't last long. It's all going up like a puff of smoke. And if that's all they have on the other side of the curtain, pity them. We need to be living with a sense of anticipation. Any day now, any day now, this is all going to be over for us. Any day now, he's coming back. He's going to keep the second part of his promise. Because yes, he came and he he suffered and he died and he defeated death and he redeemed us all. He is still coming back to establish an earthly kingdom. He hasn't finished. The mission continues. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 15, 51. He said, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. Any day now. I have to ask you, have you... Actually asked God to be the God of your life. Because see, I I remember growing up in church, you know, like I said, I I can remember being a toddler and you know, and I mean I I grew up, I heard the message week after week after week after week after week, and but but I, I came to the conclusion that all I needed to do was say a prayer asking Jesus to be my savior, forgive my sins. If I just said the words, well that's what it meant accept Jesus, and, and then I could be baptized, and, and then it really didn't matter what I did after that, and I had this total misunderstanding of the grace of God, and, and see, what I find is, you know, there's, there's so much confusion today, you know, I, I, that people want to argue about can you lose your salvation, can you not lose your salvation, the conclusion that I reached after years of agonizing over it is, no, you can't lose it, the problem is most people who call themselves Christians don't even have it, they're playing a game. And they, they don't even realize they've been deceived. But Paul said to the Galatians, God is not mocked. Can't play games with God. And the only way for a person to be saved is for the all-knowing, all-powerful God to put his spirit inside them. That's what makes a person a Christian. Praying a prayer, saying the right words, going, jumping through religious hoops, that's... That, that doesn't make you a Christian. When God the Father looks at your heart and says that one's mine, sends his spirit to live inside you and your body becomes his temple, he does not change his mind about that and move back out six weeks, six years later. No, he either moves in and gives you life or he says no. And if he moves in and gives you life, everything changes. Everybody around you knows something happened. What happened to her? She's different. He's different. So again, I ask you the question, have you you truly, have you sincerely asked him to be the God of your life? Because if you haven't, you need to do that, like right now. You need to recognize you can't do better than having God in charge of your life. Teaching you, leading you, guiding you and instructing you, you can't do better than Jesus has paid for everything. If you just ask, just ask. You'll be your God.
2: His love is the main thing. His love is the main
0: thing. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study of Jesus' life. From Matthew's perspective, next time. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at mainthingradio.com. You're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 and 6 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at mainthingradio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. We'd love to hear from you too. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more from the Book of Matthew, right here on Main Thing Radio.